It's an honor to be here this morning. Um, I don't take it lightly when I get to speak to you guys. Um, I do feel like the Lord has something he wants to speak to you today. Um, before I get started, I'm going to give you a little insight into how this uh, journey of me being here this week happened because I think it's important and I feel like um, I feel like the Lord asked me to share it. So um, we're doing a series right now called Out the Movies. And um, to be honest, when Paul asked me, will you do the fourth week? I was like, that's a horrible idea. Like, I don't watch movies. I don't know movies. I don't, I don't go to the movies. I don't sit down and watch stuff at home just to watch stuff at home. I, that's just not who I am. That's not how I'm wired. Um, I would say like in the past 27 years, Richard and I may, well, we have seen all of James Bond. Um, <laughs> all of them, even the ones you can't get anymore, we've seen them. Um, we went and watched Maverick, um, and it was great. Um, and I have started watching Star Wars movies with John Michael, but I'm talking like it's been months since we, because I just don't sit down and watch movies. So, needless to say, I was like, ah, you want me to talk during the, the movie series? This should be interesting. Well, then I thought, you know, there's a kid's movie that I watched one time, and I got really good revelation on it from the Lord. Like, um, he just really imparted some really good things to me, and I was like, okay, that's what I'll do. I'll fall back on what I know, right? And so I went to pull this movie up, and the Lord was like, nope, you can't do that one. Not right now. That's not what you're doing. And I'm like... Okay, so what are we going to do? Seriously, Lord, we're going to pray. So I started to pray, and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? And he kept bringing me back to something, a revelation that he had given me personally uh, several months ago. And um, I was like, well, that's great, but I need a movie. It's a movie series. <laughs> like, i got to have a movie to go with this, right? So it has been a wrestle. It has been a struggle. I'm just going to be very honest. I feel very unqualified to speak right now during this series. I don't know why. It's just where the enemy has been coming at me. Um, I even asked Paul, aren't you sure you got somebody else? <laughs> Is there someone else that can do the fourth week? Um, anyway, he was like, no, I, it's, you're good. So um, keep in mind, all of that was before we found out that they weren't going to be here this morning. So the Lord has a plan, right? The Lord knew. Then, on Wednesday night, when we were here for prayer on Wednesday night, I was just praying, and I'm telling you, I was still whining. I was still whining about doing this preach to the Lord. I was like, what even? And the Lord corrected me. He corrected me, and he reminded me that this was an assignment that he had given me. Would I be obedient and say yes to the assignment that the Lord had given me? Well, I'm just going to say, I don't know if y'all get corrected by the Lord, but I was like, yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord, um, for not saying yes quickly. <laughs> okay, um, so I repented, hallelujah, and I said yes. I said yes, and I'm going to trust the Lord with today that he's going to work all the things out, and he will. So we're going to pray. Father, I pray that you open the hearts and the ears and the minds of the people sitting in here today. Holy Spirit, I ask that you teach us something new, give new, fresh revelation in our hearts, Father God. And you be the one who teaches today. You be the one who brings the revelation. And Father, you be the one that we respond to with our yes. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, we're just going to jump right into this. And I want to remind you where we are in the Bible, where I'm going to be picking up in the Bible, in the life of Jesus, what's happening with Jesus. So he had been baptized, 
He was sent to the wilderness or led to the wilderness. He was tempted in the wilderness. The enemy came at him. And each time the devil tempted him, how did he respond? He responded with the word of God, right? We have to know the word of God. The enemy is coming at you today, every day, all the time. We have to know the word of God, the truth of what God says. We have to speak it, we have to declare it, and we have to live it, right? So that the Lord will fight our enemies for us. All right, Jesus came out of the wilderness and he was filled with power. Everybody say power. He was filled with power. I'm going to read you in the scripture in Luke 4, 36, 37 is where we're going to pick up. But I've asked some of my Kid City helpers to help me this morning. So I need Carter, Riley, and Blake to go ahead and come up front with your Bibles. Here's Riley. Y'all just line right here. All of the people were amazed and said to each other, well, what words are the, these are? With authority and power, he gives orders to, to impure spirits, and they come out. That's right. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. All right, so what was Jesus doing? He was driving out the evil spirits. Right? All right, next. Jesus left the temple and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. All one of the many kinds of sickness and them. Moreover, demons came out of God and he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. That's right. So he was going around and he was healing people. He was doing miracles. He was healing people. He was casting out demons. He was saying, no, not, no more today, Satan. We're not having this. You're not afflicting my people. Get out. Right? Plain and simple. This is the things that Jesus was doing in this time when we pick up our main text. One more. At daybreak, Jesus went to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said... I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. That's right. Good job. Good job. So he was also constantly teaching about the kingdom of God. This is what Jesus was doing in the time that we're fixing to pick up our scripture, and we're going to focus on Luke 5 today. People were watching and listening to Jesus. They were intrigued. They were amazed. They were in wonder at all the things that were happening. And some of them were following him around so that they could hear more of what he had to say. But others, others were still going about their everyday lives. They were working their jobs. They were taking care of their kids. They were paying their bills. They were worrying about the things in their lives that were overwhelming them. 
They knew about Jesus. They had probably been around Jesus. Um, they had seen some miracles. They had heard some of his teachings, but their everyday lives had not changed. Their everyday lives had not changed. You know, we go through our lives and we know a lot about Jesus. We're in the South, y'all. We know a lot about Jesus. But has your life changed because you know Jesus? Have your actions changed because you know Jesus? Has your heart changed because you know Jesus? Simon, who was later known as Peter, knew Jesus. We just read about, I think it was um, Riley, that Jesus came to his house and healed his mother-in-law. Simon had heard his teachings. He knew all about Jesus. He had seen his miracles. But at this point, Simon was still living his regular everyday life. Right? And then one day, everybody say one day. One more time. One day. One day. This is where we're going to pick up in Luke 5. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Jason Phibbs, yeah, what he said, with the people <laughs> crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were fishing, uh, who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out um, a little from the shore. Then he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. Jesus got into his boat, said, push out just a little bit. I need to talk to these people. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, We've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. We've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. I want you to hold on to that. But because you say so, because you say so, at your word, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Whew. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled their boat so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were, um, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners, then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, for now, from now on you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up to the shore, left everything, and followed him. Peter was tired. Peter had been fishing all night. All night. Fishing was his livelihood. It's the way that he supported his family. It's the way that he made his money. It wasn't a recreational thing for him. He knew fishing well. He knew fishing well. He knew the waters well. He knew what worked and what didn't work. And he had been doing it all night. Everybody say all night. All night. He had been doing it all night. His body and his mind said, go home and rest. I'm done. I am tapped out. I don't want to do this anymore. This is not working. 
Jesus tells Peter to put, the, put out into the deep and let down the nets for a catch. And Peter begins to explain to Jesus why he couldn't or why he didn't want to do that. He didn't want to do what Jesus was asking. Let me just read verse 5 again for you. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. So he's telling Jesus, come on, I've done this all night. I don't want to do it again. I don't want to do that again. Don't we do the same thing sometimes? We come up with a reason for why we don't need to do what Jesus is asking us to do. As if God doesn't already know all the details and how many times we've been doing it. Right? For us, it might sound like this. Jesus, I've done this before. I know you say this in your word. I know these are your commands. I know this is what you're telling me. But Jesus, I've been faithful. I've served faithfully. I've prayed. I've read my Bible. I've discipled people. I've sacrificed. I've worshipped. I've been in community before. Jesus, I've forgiven so many people. Woo. I've done all the things before, Jesus, and it's not working, and I'm tired. I'm tired, and I'm done, and I'm tapped out. Is there something that God is asking you to do, and you're just not sure if you can do it again? You're just not sure if you want to do it again, if you have the strength to do it to get again, if you can actually trust that God is going to show up for you again. We're going to play a clip from The Chosen. Amen. Don't you love that? So many things just stood out to me, too, that I didn't, don't have in these notes. Jesus loves to bless us. He loves to bless us. All right, so back to my question. Is there something that God is asking you to do, and you're just not sure if you can do it again? Simon was in the boat with Jesus. So here's the question. Are you close enough to Jesus to hear what he's actually asking you to do? Because he may be asking you to do something that you're about to walk away from. Are you close enough to Jesus to see his eyes? His eyes that delight in you and that have good plans for your life. Is your heart submitted, entwined to Jesus enough to say, at your word, because you said so, Jesus, I will do it again. I will try again. I will honor you with my obedience. At the end of verse 5, it says, But because you say so, I will let down the nets. He had no idea what was going to happen. He was tired. He was done. He was spent. He was like, I can't do this. But at your word, he let down his nets. Don't miss what God is doing or where he's sending you or what he's asking you to do because you're tired, you're weary, you're discouraged, or you're just simply overwhelmed. If you are those things, if you're tired, weary, or discouraged, I want to challenge you with this question. What, Lord, am I not trusting you with? What am I not trusting you with, Lord? Because this is not your plan for me, to be weary and tired and discouraged. That is not God's plan for your life. It is not. 
Peter wasn't trusting Jesus with the details of his life. He was striving to make things happen on his own. What are you trying to do on your own? Where have you not obeyed Jesus fully? Will you say yes or will you walk away? He had a choice. He could have said, I'm not doing it. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home, right? He had a choice. Will you say yes or will you walk away from the power of God, the love of God, the provision of God, the creative miracles of God, the forgiveness of God because you just aren't sure if you want to do it again? That's your choice. God gives us choices. And simple obedience produces supernatural outcomes. We must know the word. We must trust the word while we're waiting. In the obedience, we have to trust that God is good and his plans are good. Um, I'm going to read Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. Trusting in the Lord, trust the Lord, and be kept in perfect peace. It doesn't say be kept in a perfect life with no trouble. I didn't read that. It says be kept in perfect peace. Peace will follow obedience. Jesus delights in your obedience, and Jesus delights in your yes. Everybody stay with me, okay? I feel like I need to make you, like, move around. Okay. <laughs> We're about done. Your first yes is to Jesus as Lord and Savior of your lives. That's your very first yes. And then daily we have to choose to say yes to Jesus. Or we can choose to strive to continue, or we can choose to continue to strive in our own strength. The result of Peter's obedience was this. There was so many fish that he needed help to bring it in, right? We need family. We need community. We need people as partners in our lives. And it's never just about you. Your yes, your obedience to the Lord is never just about you, ever. It's not just about you. It's not about your family. It's not just about this church. It's not just about our city or even our nation. God is bigger than all of those things. And his plan for your life is bigger than you could ever imagine. It is not just about you. God's plans are so much bigger. And if we get stuck, now Peter could have been in any of these places, if we get stuck in self-pity, bitterness, anger, offense, weariness, fill in the blank, and we, we will halt God's plan in our lives at this. I've done that before, Jesus. I'm going to sit right here because I've done that. I'm not doing it again. Our yes to Jesus releases our miracles. Our yes to Jesus releases our provisions. God can provide everything that we need. Everything. Everything that we need. Do you trust him? Those fish in that, in that story represented food, income, peace, provision, and a whole lot more to Peter. Peter's yes also gave him a new, everybody say new, a new revelation of who um, Jesus was, and it revealed his sin, right? It revealed his sin. Sin is never, everybody say never. never. 
Sin is never revealed to condemn you. It's not revealed to condemn you. Jesus did not condemn Peter. He does not condemn you. He knows all the things that you've already sinned and said yes to that were wrong. He knows it, but he doesn't condemn you. Sin is revealed to correct you and connect you to the one and only person who can forgive you and make you whole. That's why sin is revealed. Sin is revealed so that you will run to Jesus and then be forgiven and made whole. Not to stay in a place of, oh gosh, I'm a horrible person. It's revealed to give you freedom. Peter's, Peter's yes revealed God's power to the people that were around him. Again, your yes is never just about you. And I want to say to the parents in the room, your kids are watching every yes and every no that you say to Jesus. You might not think they realize it, but they are watching every yes and every no that you say to Jesus. So here's a few questions. What is Jesus asking you to do? These are things I want you to ask in your heart while I'm reading them. What is Jesus asking you to do? Where is he asking you to go deep again? Where is he asking you to put yourself out there again? And are you still making excuses? Are you still settled into your, oh, I'm going to keep doing this on my own mentality? Are you missing out on your great harvest and blessing because you're scared or you're worried or you're tired or you're spent or you're tapped out and done trying? Striving is a terrible thing. And if we submit to the Lordship of Jesus and obey him in our daily lives, we will experience his divine strength. This scripture I do not have for you up on the screen because I'm going to read it to you. This is um, out of the Passion, um, and I want you to listen to this while I read it. I want you to um, put all your notes down, close your eyes for just a minute, close your eyes and listen to um, what I'm going to read. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's a hearing. You have to hear it. Not, anyway. So I want you to hear this. Listen um, to who God is and listen to the promises that are for those who say yes to him. The Holy One asks, can you find anyone or anything to compare to me? Where is the one equal to me? Lift up your eyes to the sky and see for yourself who do you think created the cosmos? He lit every shining star and formed every glowing galaxy and stationed them all where they belong. He numbered, counted, and given every one of them a name. They shine because of God's incredible power and awesome might. Not one fails to appear. Why then, O Jacob's tribe, would you ever complain? And my chosen Israel, why would you say Yahweh isn't paying attention to my situation? He has lost all interest in what happens to me. Don't you know, haven't you been listening? Yahweh is the one and only everlasting God, the creator of all you can see and imagine. He never gets weary or worn out. His intelligence is unlimited. He is never puzzled over what to do. He empowers the feeble. He infuses the powerless with increasing strength. 
Even young people faint and get exhausted. Athletic ones may stumble and fall. But those who entwine their hearts with Yahweh will experience divine strength. They will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles, run their race without growing weary, and walk through life without giving up. The promise, those who entwine their hearts with Yahweh will experience divine strength. As we wait on the Lord, we can trust that his plans for us are good. We can hold on to his promises and we can believe what he says. We can entwine my heart to his heart. We can be so in touch with him that we will be filled with divine strength and peace as he gives us direction and as we obey what he has to say. Jesus died to take the punishment of our sins and he has a good plan for our lives. That's the truth, friends. That's the simple gospel. That's the truth right? He died for our sins, and he has good plans for our lives. Will you say yes to him today and every other day after in the big things and the little things? With that question in mind, we're going to end um, today a little differently. Um, instead of a second movie click, I have two songs that they're going to play um, for us. Kids City Kids in the House. What I want you to do is I want you to get up out of your seats. We're going to close in here like we close in Kids City a lot of times. You're going to come up. You're going to meet Miss Tori up here. She's got paper and your pencils. You're going to sit and you're going to listen to the song that's playing and draw whatever you feel like the Lord is showing you. So Kids City, come get your, come get your stuff. The youth that are in the room, teenagers that are in the room, I'm just going to invite you, if you're bold enough to say yes to Jesus this morning, come up front and sit at the altar like you do on Sunday nights. You already do it. You're already comfortable with it. It's the same thing. Adults in the room. This is what I have on here. Take this time to listen and hear what the Lord is asking you to say yes to. And then respond. There has to be a response. Yes is a response. I will do it, Lord, at your word. That's a response to what he's asking you to do. So Wednesday night worshipers and anybody else that feels led, come up front. Join the kids at the altar. Find a space to hear what Jesus is saying to you. Like Peter, allowed Jesus into his boat and then he obeyed. Make yourself available. Everybody in the room, make yourself available to sit and hear what the Lord is telling you to do and asking you to do. This is going to be a little strange for some of you. <laughs> Kids in the room, you all know that you're supposed to find a place away from your friends. So you might want to get on the floor, get to the side, get somewhere so you're not talking to your friends. This is a time for you to hear from the Lord. Adults in the room, same thing. This is a time for you to hear from the Lord and to respond. If that means you stay in your seat and you posture your heart to receive from the Lord, I'm just going to ask you to do that and be obedient and see what the Lord tells you. This is a few minutes for you to look at Jesus, entwine your heart to his, and surrender in obedience to his word.
surrender in obedience to his word. Um, a few weeks ago in prayer, one night at service, I, I was seeing, a, um, while I was praying, a man proposing to his bride-to-be, and I was like, Lord, what are you showing me? And he said, does the bride-to-be wonder if she has his yes? And I said, no, no, he's asking her to be his bride. And just like that song said, we can see his yes on the cross if you ever doubt that he loves you, look to the cross. And because he says yes to us, we say yes to him. This whole morning, I could just see this front part as a river. Ezekiel 47 talks about how Ezekiel was led in first to his ankles, then to his knees, then to his waist, and then where he couldn't even, he, 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 it was something he was going to have to swim in. And I just, I love that these children, they come and they do cannonballs into the river of God. You know, they don't, they don't wait. They don't hold back. And Jesus has not held back from us. So I just want to declare that over our house, that we walk in childlike faith, that we come running to him and say, I believe if you said it, I believe it. I believe that you are who you say you are and that you will do what you say you will do. And so, Jesus, I thank you for the message that Pastor Bridget has brought us this morning, Lord. And I, I pray all week that you stir it up in our spirit, Lord, that we would ask ourselves those questions that she asked us, God. What are you asking us to do? And maybe it's something that you're, you're wanting us to take courage and do it again. Because at your word, at your word, we will obey. Lord, I just declare that over our house here at the gathering, that we will come to you running in childlike faith, and we will say yes. We will say yes, and we will obey whatever you say at your word. Like Mary, even if it's something impossible, she said, let it be unto me according to your word. So, God, we praise you. We praise you for who you are. We praise you that you still save, heal, and deliver. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we thank you for who you are, Jesus. Amen and amen. There is food out in the lobby. So, uh, you are welcome to partake in that. And we just want to thank you all for coming today. Have a great day.